It's not nice to say to somebody, you look like I feel. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. And welcome to another episode of the Nice Trades HQ podcast. My name is Michael Seipch. You can find me on Twitter at FFBlitz. And I'm here with my partner that might be on a little bit of a delay. Jeremy. Yep. At Dynasty <laughs> Madman. God. All right. Well, if it if it persists, we'll have to switch. But we have two awesome, amazing, stupendous people with us. And if we lose Jeremy, he'll pop in with his iPhone in a little bit. But we have the guys from Rookie Fever here, and we've been, <laughs> you know, there's a few things that we talked about before we started this, and then uh, over the past how long has it been now? A decade that we've all been together, or at least six years. Long time. Yeah, long time. <laughs> <laughs> We've been trying a long time, yeah. <laughs> I, you know what's funny? Oh, wait, it, it, introduce you guys yourself first, then I gotta say something, but go ahead. No, I'm um, Mike the Beavers Fenero at Aardvark TV, just one part of Rookie Fever over there on Podbean and any other application that downloads podcasts. And over to uh, my right is Swagzilla ZRG. That's Swagzilla ZRG. Hear his voice on Rookie Fever every week. <laughs> I'm so sorry. The fact that you talked over him, now I'm afraid that you're on a delay too, just like Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> now we're. I think we're good. Yeah, I think, I think so. <laughs> I'm just gonna answer every question like three to five seconds late. It's it's tempting. I'll agree with you, Swags. Like. <laughs> <laughs> on purpose? Certainly tempting, yes. yes oh, God, be. please don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, you Am know. Am I the only one that can hear Jeremy? <laughs> Jeremy's Wait, not even... Jeremy has spoken? No, he's <laughs> muted. He's not talking. Well, he is actually talking, but he's muted. But you're lying that you can hear him. <laughs> Man, so yeah. thanks a ton for oh, having us, honestly. like This has just been too long. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm pretty stoked to be here. So I'll I'll, I'll chill out. Uh, I'm excited for you guys. How how close are you to 300? Is that like uh, another couple episodes from now? Yes, though. Thank you for bringing that up. And we just yeah. lost Jeremy. So, hey, it's the three of us. Here we go. <laughs> Hi, Jeremy. Uh, yes, we, we are. Nice seeing we, you again, man. <laughs> we're three away. Yes, we're three away. And we're so happy to have you here. You know, it's funny. I was thinking about it earlier. You know, we... We all worked together years ago, and then we all kind of split apart. But I still remember back when I used to have to do that that ADP stuff, which was mm. a nightmare. But that's where we met first. And oh, absolutely, yes. You were one of my regulars. Like you always did the 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 ADP drafts. It was great, yeah, and I loved it. <laughs> you were great at staying on that shit too, man. Like because it's just ADP. Like no no money. No, you're just trying to like just draft the team, and you can lose people. And you were always really good at uh, like getting people back in, but not being pushy about it and keeping the mock going. So like you, you were good at it, Michael. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, it's funny. It's one of those kind of things where I, I was obsessed with making it work right. Mm -hmm. And then in the end, when we stopped doing it, oh. and I was told that none of it really mattered. I was it, on that call <laughs> when you found that out. I was on that call when you literally heard those words. So let's let's take this another way, like just yes. really quick. like because And I know what you guys are talking about right. with none of it mattered. But... 
what does ADP mean to you guys outside of like what it stands for in creating an average depth position? Like, what does it mean to you guys? That's well, a great question. Yeah. Well, you answer it first because I know my answer because I said it a million times back in the day. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, to me, it's just a, a list that I'm going to use to m- manipulate my trade targets. Like, it's I don't believe in it at all. It, it, it's a tool I use against you. Not not you, but the world. Like, it's to me, it's just um, it's it's group thought to me. And um, you see it all come together. You know, I think there's probably some different ways you could do it. I don't know. It it would take a lot of work, but um, I don't know. So I I hate that I had to answer this first. (laughs) Yeah, I was actually throwing it to feverish since you were the one who asked the question, but no. I'll I'll piggyback on that because I I will um, often use ADP um, to test my own feelings. So, like, if I'm looking at ADP and then I'm like, wow, why is that guy so low or why is that guy so high? And if I still feel really strongly about where I think they should be, mm-hmm. that's what ADP will tell me, which is like kind yeah. of like where Swag is going. Grab him. I got to get him. Perceived value. Yeah, perceived value. Like, this is where, mm-hmm. like, Roshan Johnson was one of those guys in, in redraft and in Dynasty where, like, he was going in a sweet spot where it was just like, well, I could draft him a little earlier than he's going because I like him that much more and I'll probably own a lot of them. So that's where I use ADP. Sipes, are we allowed to swear these days? Yes. You could go ahead and swear. <laughs> we, so we, I, feel like, <laughs> I feel like on a, another show that's not Rookie Fever, uh-huh. I can be more like, that guy when I'm talking about Roshan Johnson than I would when we're on Rookie Fever, but that's how I'm starting to feel, Panero. You're getting tired of waiting. Yeah, you're getting tired of waiting. But I think that when you're using ADP, I think that you it, it's it's worked like trying to manipulate it, and it's also bit me in the ass. So I don't sure. think there's any right answer either. Like I don't think I'm super smart or creative for trying to use it against people. Cause like you said, there are times when you're like, you know, you got to go early to get your guy. And then there's times when you feel like you can wait. And I mean, there, it's bit me in the ass both ways. And I've been wrong just as many times as I've been right. You know? Well, I, I'll say this. I, I think that's a, a lot of fantasy, you know, uh, over the years doing this, we've done this for a long time now, but I always think it's so funny when you hear people that talk in absolutes and they're like, this is the way it is. This is the way it is. And for me, it feels like none of it is is an absolute. It, there's mm-hmm. there's so many different ways to look at it. But for, for ADP for me, especially back in the day when I was doing it, when we were told that it didn't mean anything or it whatever was said, <laughs> it didn't it didn't mean ADP itself. It meant right, the I work know. that we did. Was, no, no, yeah. but but what I'm saying to you is is it, it kind of made me feel at the time that, you know, yeah, it doesn't really mean anything. But the way I've always taken it is kind of a little bit of both of what you guys just said. I <clears throat> I never care what the community thinks about something as opposed to what I think about it. So I would always look at ADP and I'd be like, oh, that's sweet. Like everybody thinks this guy is up here, but I like this guy, which is a bunch of picks down here. So I know I'm going to be able to get him because they're all going this way. Or I know that I could shift something that way that I don't particularly want 
and I know other people will, and then I could get the guys that I do want. So I think it was more like what you say, Swags, is it was using it against people, but not in a bad way, like when you say against people. It's just I knew that I can get the things that I'd want to get that maybe I wouldn't have been able to if I didn't do that, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Hold on one second. Jeremy's calling my phone. I miss So then we're going to have to stop for a second. Hold on. <laughs> God, it's been like... Two months since we've dealt with this. Oh my God! Hey, how about on a one month delay? (laughs) You guys hear me? You're on a one month delay. (laughs) Oh my God! We were just saying that we can reschedule it, Jeremy, if you want to, since we're having all these problems and you couldn't get in. I'm good. This has been a lot of fun. I say we keep the party going. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. Well, listen, it's, we're back. Jeremy may sound a little uh, off right now, and he actually changed his name to Max Hedrum. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's more of a metallic sound than a Max Hedrum sound. But uh, we're going to push through, guys. So thank you for sticking with us. Yeah. Jeremy, what does ADP mean to you? Nothing. Jeremy wasn't in the room when we were talking about ADP. Well, he was here. He just, you weren't letting him talk. Oh, oh, I wasn't letting him talk? <laughs> yeah, no, uh, ADP means um, I, I know when you're drafting a player, basically. Or, you know, it's a barometer for, for that. That's all. I heard some of that. Mike loved doing ADP. He loved gathering ADP. It was his favorite part-time job. Or I should say, it was his favorite charity yeah, charity. Oh. <laughs> charity is right. <laughs> um, so hey, listen, we've got Jeremy back. So Jeremy, I know hey. I, I regardless of what Swag said, I did not make it so you couldn't talk. So now that you're here, what did you? you Somebody did. <laughs> why did you ask the guys a question? Oh my god! Yeah, all right. <laughs> I mean, listen, you're the rookie fever guys, right? Rookies all day, all the time, off-season, on-season. I've got to know. I mean, just starting with the quarterbacks from this year's class, who do you – how do you have them ranked? And, and, the, and did your rankings change based on things that have happened this season or did you stick to your guns? Talk to me about the quarterbacks in this draft class. You want that first swag or you want to take a job at it? I mean, so for me, I have to – I think I'm being honest. You are. I mean, it's such a (laughs) wishy-washy world. I know where I think I'm being honest when I say I I never really went away from Stroud, and I was always kind of against Bryce Young, like, being exactly where he is. I hope he works out. It's more fun if he does. But I was, like, Stroud, Richardson. Richardson seemed kind of – like if he kind of like he is right now, and Bryce Young just I don't know, Bryce Young is what he was, and Will Levis I I I would have even said maybe I had him above Bryce Young ignorantly, so I, I think I was pretty similar to this. I I think Stroud's gonna be the franchise quarterback of the bunch, like the guy that can actually carry a team and. Yeah. be around like i think he I, I like his playing style a lot better well cj he's Stroud more of a true been, qb he's been so exciting um before the bye he actually had a bye last week he was a qb1 uh qb12 on the season as a rookie he's he's way more you heard uh christian kirk comparisons uh when you saw when um you know you were thinking about drafting stroud 
And that always turned people off, right? So it's like, oh, just Christian Kirk. Well, Christian Kirk is about that every year, right? Right around that 12-13 mark. This guy's doing it in his rookie season with with an offense that nobody thought was any good, right? We got a, we got uh, Nico Collins, who had done nothing <laughs> but maybe 450 yards up to this point. He's turned into a 1,000-yard receiver. You have little Tag Dell on pace for quite a, a rookie season himself. And uh, and Stroud is elevating that whole crew. So uh, Stroud's been tons of exciting. I flipped on Stroud um, like most people did uh, at the at the at the finish line, pretty much. Where uh, if I was in a rookie draft, Stroud was my was my three. Uh, I was going really, to, yeah, I was going Anthony wow. Richardson, Young, and then yeah. Stroud. And there was one draft in particular. Where, because sometimes when you give those ranks, you have to say how close they are too, um, mm-hmm. and they were all razor thin close for me. So like I did a couple of drafts where I would drop down to get Stroud because in some cases Stroud wasn't even the third player off the the draft board. Right, you had two mm-hmm. running backs in some cases, three yeah. players going before Stroud. So to my benefit, because of my rankings uh, and because of I guess consensus. And mine being so razor thin, I would just grab the less expensive quarterback in Stroud. So I own more Stroud than I own the other two. I don't know Anthony Richardson because you pretty much needed a one-on-one for that. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I I, I will admit that I was with Swags all offseason saying Stroud, prototypical size. You know, why go against that? Why go for the little shorter quarterback? That has to be an outlier. Why go for Anthony Richardson without the passing profile? And it was Stroud the whole time. You know, it's funny. Um, when you say Christian, Kirk, you mean uh, the Christian man, the very Christian man, Kirk Cousins, right? Is that what you were yeah, saying? Yeah, did I say Christian yeah. Kirk? You said Christian no, Kirk yeah. each time you said it, yeah. Christian <laughs> <laughs> one hell of an uh, underrated quarterback. <laughs> I love what you said about Stroud. You got him at value and actually was a blessing in disguise for you. Right. Um, my rankings never changed. I always had it. Stroud, um, and even though Bryce Young um, – I felt the same way, maybe, you know, about his size. I didn't think he was the best quarterback in the class. Um, I thought he was always second to, to Stroud. And I, I moved Anthony Richardson up to three, and that's how I had it, one, two, three. Stroud, Young and Richardson, I, I never wavered from Stroud at the top. And, and um, you know, Young second, I, I just stuck to it. I, I realized, you know, listen, even though Anthony Richardson's going that high, Mike and I actually were in a draft, one of the listener league drafts, and, we both needed quarterbacks and it yep. worked out that I ended up getting one as well. I didn't expect to. And it's all because of how the draft went <laughs> down with, um, ironically with Richardson, you know, at the top. And then, um, you know, Mike was able to get a running, the running back and a quarterback, my quarterback. I wanted, right. I wanted Stroud, but it's amazing how many drafts Stroud fell in where you could pick him up, where you in a place, you know, lower than you expected to going into rookie drafts. And it's just been amazing. So, I mean, the thing, the thing that's not surprising is um, based on how prolific of a passer he was, how well he did in college that he continued that, um, you know, that Ryan day offense at Ohio state, which is drawing all those elite level quarterbacks and wide receivers to Ohio state. Um, He's really the first guy that, you know, went through all the way and, um, you know, was groomed and, and then went to the pros. You know, Fields transferred in, um, you know, in, in the uh, – oh, my God. 
the uh, transfer protocol, whatever he in the, uh, but you know, from Georgia and they weren't using him silly. They weren't using him, um, you know, and he transferred out and he became like the first real high caliber quarterback and um, the feather in the cap for Ryan day. But I'm not surprised Stroud became the, the so far, you know, became the most professional one based on the leadership he had at Ohio state and everything. I don't know how young's going to do. It's too early to tell, I think. Um, and Richardson got hurt, so we won't know um, until next year. But the three of them, I mean, they seem like they have um, good potential, but it's interesting how one quarterback has sort of distanced himself from the other ones, and it isn't necessarily at all what people thought. Yeah, it's funny when you mention that because in that one draft that that uh, Jeremy's talking about, um, I was sitting at two and three, and Jeremy, I think what you were at five and six or something, and the number four one and guy five maybe, but yeah, yeah I num- might have traded in right behind you, but yeah, I was I was four or five, five six, I forget. But the number one guy took Richardson, and then I got Bijan, and then Jeremy was just slamming me trying to get number three because he wanted to take Stroud, and it, and mm. and then I got Stroud, and then it worked out for Jeremy too that a running back went. And then he got him. But you know what's interesting? Um, I ended up having in 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 three of the leagues I had some in our listener leagues had some top upper picks there. <clears throat> and I ended up going with all three of them. Like I have one share of Richardson, one share of Shroud, and one share of Young, because it, it just ended up falling that way, you know. Right. And um diversification w- w- without meaning to, you know. But w- what's really cool what you said, um, Fanero, was um when you mentioned Stroud, even though you were talking about Christian Kirk, you were talking about wide receivers, but then you started talking about the wide receivers under him, which again, those are rookies too. And it seems like this year, a lot of the rookie wide receivers are like really making an impact. Is it, you guys are the rookie guys. Is it more this year than normal or does it just seem like it's more this year with Puka and, and all that stuff going on? Well, you, you picked the, you picked a crazy week to have us on week seven. We got a ton of elite rookie production, yeah. like a ton. <laughs> so we have three top 10 fantasy wide receivers were rookies, uh-huh. three top 10 in week seven, two top 10 fantasy tight ends and a top five, fantasy RB were all rookies. Like that's a crazy week. Now I know it's by McGettin and we, ha- we don't have Justin Jefferson out there and such, but can you guess what those top three wide receivers top three out of 10 <laughs> were rookies? Well, is Puka one of them? Because yeah, you know, Puka's I, one I, of them. I know I've, and, and I have them in four leagues and it's just been amazing that I can start them every single week without like set it and forget it. Um, is one of them, uh, Josh Downs? It is Josh Downs. Josh I, Downs was wide receiver four this week. I heard that today when I was driving down to Miami. I heard that they were talking about him on the radio today. And, and that one was a real big surprise to me. Um, so those are the two. Jeremy, who do you think yeah, the third he was one definitely, is? Uh, he was he was definitely uh, very surprising. Um, Downs in there. Um, it, it's it's amazing. And, and I can't wait to talk about the tight ends, too, because that's even crazier. Um, I should know Jake this, Bobo and I'm sure I have. wide receiver 13. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, picked, I, I have him in a lot of places and on taxi squads. I, I just picked him up this week. Rhymes with Christian Kirk, but not at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> it's Jordan Addison. Jordan Addison went off this week. 
So he was the number one wide receiver, not the number one rookie wide receiver, but the number one wide receiver for the week. Wow. Mm-hmm. That, and so that's amazing. So, so then is the answer to my question, uh, it's, it's an abnormal year, or does it just seem like mm. it's an abnormal year? I, I think it seems like it's an abnormal year. And because last last week, for example, we came off like an almost like historic low for even rookies that mm-hmm. were in the top, like they were RB ones, RB twos, wide receiver ones, RB wide receiver twos, like just from not necessarily like every step, but for fantasy points and how Fanero and I have like kind of kept track of that. Like last week was pretty low. Um, this is a fun year. Puka, like being that like kind of unexpected guy for some people. Like I know a lot of people around him. Fanero mentioned him before. Like any of this happened, um, but it, it might be kind of boring. <laughs> what do you mean it might be kind of boring? Like I, I don't think this is our best, our most fun rookie year ever. Really? Because it yeah. seems fun to me. I mean, there's it's there's fun. there's players in all the. That's why I was confused when you said it might be boring. I mean, we we have rookies in all different we're, positions that are that are to expect it though. I think is the thing. Remember when it used to be you'd wait a few <laughs> years on tight ends. You yeah. expected it to be a yeah, couple like three Sam years Laporta, for wide receivers. Dude, like, yeah, and Sam Laporta just off the charts yeah i mean addison it was i mean it's about time people are thinking right because Mm -hmm. he was drafted really high he was um my favorite um of those guys in this class um you know even above zay flowers i had questions about just everything going in i you know i think he's i think he's put that to rest um but still he's mostly a slot receiver and so that that's another reason why I had Addison ahead of him. But regardless, like the the guys that were drafted the highest, we we expected things from Flowers and Addison, um, you know Johnson, mm-hmm. you know um, Quentin Johnson, and and we we hadn't seen it from the the top guys as much. I mean, even Jackson Smith and the Jigbo, right? You know, Seattle, different things going on. He was banged up. Like just it the the top drafted guys weren't the ones delivering it was lower tier guys and you know reed and green bay is a guy i really like and he he you know look look looks the part uh, but it's it's like we expect it now we expect these guys like what's going on yeah you sky Moore, you can't have a bad rookie year look at all these other dudes you were drafted in rookie drafts ahead of them not by me by the way but a lot of people did that, right? They drafted Sky Moore ahead of guys that, you know, with, um, like, I, I swear I, I, I saw him go ahead of Garrett Wilson. Oops. You know, or, and Chris Olave. Oops again. But, you know, that, that stuff happens. People have their favorites. But you expect, the reason we're disappointed is you expect Sky Moore to have a great rookie year. And when he doesn't, it's, what the heck's wrong with Sky Moore? Well, he was just a rookie, you know, in a prolific offense. Maybe things didn't click. Give it, you know, you have to give these guys some time. Is that what you mean when you say I don't? You know, it's still been fun. We've, I mean, Puka oh, Nakua. So if you got that dude, you are freaking jumping for joy. I think like um, the Justin Jefferson season was like that. That is when you that's special. Like Puka's like pretty close to that right now. But I mean, right now we have three three wide receivers in the top twenty. And one of them's Puka, and then the like one's a wide receiver, eighteen in Josh Downs, and then we have two running backs in the top twenty. Only two, one of them's Bijan, 
who didn't even really play this last weekend, and one of them is Devin Insane in the A chain, <laughs> and he got that in like two weeks, like yeah. almost literally like two and a half weeks. Like he just had insane amount of points, and um, then there's Sam Laporta, like who y- you can't, you know what I mean? That's in- been awesome to watch, totally unexpected, um, but. Other than that, there's some stuff I guess I'm just waiting on, like to see more consistency with Gibbs, JSN, and to Madman's point, like I know you have to be patient and like I try so hard, but you do want to see it. But still, like when you're reporting and talking about these rookies every week and you're waiting, you're waiting, and you're waiting, and you're waiting, like, um, I mean, I, I mean, like the Nick Chubb year, like the Barkley year. Like when those guys came out at the same, you know what I mean? The same draft class, like you're talking about those dudes. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I think it, it's on par with some of the best. We, yeah, I don't know. It's tough. We have high expectations. <laughs> like, I'm not Let's trying to shit it. on it either. No, yeah. no, no. And look, look, <laughs> I, I was asking you, that's why I asked what mm-hmm. you guys thought, because you guys are the ones that are on top of this so much. So in, in my space, it just seems like it's so much more. But but even the way you just pointed it out, the the handful of people that it uh, that are really doing so great, and then the other ones that people expected, so maybe it isn't as much. This, um, is, this is like the worst and best time of year to ask us that question <laughs> like, okay, it, is, Johnson, it is because okay. like he like because you know you know like you know like players that are going to struggle or you got to wait for next year you know all that by week seven right you, you know okay. you know you know who you could put in your fantasy lineups and redraft right now but you also don't know your amon Ra's yet who or your aj browns yet these are wide receivers that went bonkers on the last half of the season and all these running backs that do the same exact thing that actually wind up getting a role later mm-hmm. in the season. That's fair. So we don't even have any of that yet. And okay. so so instead what we have is we have seven weeks of data of which even somebody like Justin Jefferson two years ago didn't even have like a catch in his first game. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like it's it's tough this time of year to like answer that question. Well, it's early. It is. Yeah. It's early. But I, but so I, waiting on these guys makes sense. It certainly too. feels like a very nice mix of – deep hits yeah. like puka and and even i mean eight i guess a chain was um a chan as he likes to be called i guess he was a late first he does not get to pick how he says his name exactly why doesn't he on tank of course tank he then. can it's his name um you know what you said i could swear he does come on <laughs> you can swear if you want you don't get Absolutely. to pick your own nickname i mean i don't yeah. i didn't just make up dickhead that's what people call me <laughs> <laughs> but you did make a madman. Listen, no, no. That, there's here. a story behind that. I told that a long time ago. I'm not going to do it again here. I love what you guys, what you just said about week seven, because this is a great time to have you guys on. Mike and I were talking. We wanted to have you on. I think it was last week, you know, six weeks into the season, uh, you know, seven weeks. You, you were talking about buying again. You know, you start getting into the buy, buy weeks. But you just said it. Zanero, um, what players are you guys still looking at you know, hey, you know, the, this yep. guy's still out here. I liked him going into rookie drafts, you know, and maybe they had good, maybe they had bad draft capital from the NFL. But you guys had them high on your list in rookie drafts. You drafted these guys, but they haven't delivered yet. Uh, who are some of those players um, that you, you know, Mike and I want to know some of the players that you still expect to do that mm-hmm. a la 
you know, Justin Jefferson, not in week one, but by the end of the year, everybody knew that guy was like something for real and, and lasting. Well, let's start with you, Finero. Who who do you have? Like, and it doesn't have to be a wide receiver, but who are some of the guys that we need to be trading for and get now before they break out? I got two wide receivers for you. Um, one I think you can still get, and one I think it's probably a week too late on. Rashi Rice um, looks to be uh, earning more and more targets every week in that offense. Um, I'm, I'm over Sky Moore. Probably should have been over Sky Moore a year ago. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think. I think Rasheed Rice is is you keep hearing that earning targets like it looks like he's he's literally from week to week improving, and I want a piece of that That's if good. I can, I want a piece of that if I can still get one. I think there's still like a little bit of stink mm-hmm. on Kansas City, meaning like ah oh, they just play money ball, they spread it out a lot. I think Rasheed Rice could be a consistent piece. I'm not saying an elite piece, but a consistent piece in a good offense. I'm really excited about Rasheed Rice and then Michael Wilson. I think it's somebody you can mm-hmm. still get, and I think Kyler's coming back off of IR. Kyler woke up and said, oh, my God, maybe this team isn't as bad as I thought. I don't want to be replaced right. with Caleb Williams. Um, yeah. You know, he Michael Wilson isn't that far off the radar. I mean, he already had an 86-yard game. He had a 76 Yes, he's looked pretty good, yeah. yeah. Two touchdowns in that game, so he's flashed for sure. And, you know, with subpar quarterback play, no, you know, no offense, but um, – you know, I think if Kyler was to come back or they were to draft a quarterback real high, I would want a piece of Michael Wilson. Yeah, no, good stuff. I like Michael Wilson. Yeah, he he has looked good at times and um, definitely not to worry yet because, like you said, the biggest thing is that they don't have their starting quarterback. They they have a guy playing that they brought in the, the, the week that the season started. What about you, Swags? You notice how Finero's such a nice guy that he had to say no offense after he crapped on their quarterback? Well, I mean, you know, Dobbs is a backup quarterback, let's face it. But he can't come off the bench and win. We've seen that. And he's he's even good in fantasy, enough to get you some points. So, yep. But, yeah, that's respectful. I like that. So, well, well Finero, Finero, first of all, I agree on both your guys. I like both those guys. Rice, I'm curious. Like, I'll get to my guys, but is he somebody you'd be willing to pay up for at this point, though? And cause I do. I know you're kind of looking for a bargain when, like. Yeah, that's true. Or, but, <laughs> but, like, for my first guy, I'm really not. I'm, I'm willing to pay up for some Gibbs right now. And mm-hmm. I, think, I think that he might be a little bit obtainable. But then he did get the garbage time touchdown that I could have gotten like you could tell like (laughs) nobody even wanted to tackle him they were just kind of like yeah we're kicking your ass like go ahead like I mean really that's what it was like this you can watch the play (laughs) it's It's funny it's perfectly summarized yeah um so I, I would pay up for some Gibbs and then Quinn Johnston, like I would, I would be doing some bargain bin shopping right now and start to see what I could get him for, um, on the low end and then move up a little bit. Like I'm not quite done on him yet, even thinking that like with this opportunity, I didn't think it was going to be Palmer quite like this. Like, I mean, right. Palmer's right. getting more targets than Keenan Allen at this point. Um, but yeah, there's a lot to see. learn for these guys, right? I mean, there's yeah. a lot to learn, and so they can't all start. I mean, it's just like in the NFL. Some teams start slow. Some players, you know, in fantasy start slow, and it may, may or may not be, you know, due to the teams they play on. Like the Bengals notoriously start slow, like Burrow and said, you know, he had that injury, but just like that team never, like, 
light things on fire. So, I mean, with, yep. with individuals and some of these great athletes, some of them, you know, the learning ter- curve is steeper. Maybe it's a great difference between um, the team they're on now and the offense they played in in college or whatever. I mean, not to make excuses for any of them, but mm-hmm. the, it, there is a, a big change. Everyone's faster, but the best ones should rise to the top. And at wide receiver, I've always said that, like, don't be afraid to draft or trade for the wide receivers that you truly think are the best ones because eventually they're going to get the starting job because they're the best and they're going to get on the field. It might take a while for the rookies to do that. So if you drafted Quentin Johnston in the first round, either you trade him away for something substantial or you, you know, you keep him and hopefully he's on your taxi squad and you don't have to worry about it right now, but I'm, I'm trading for him because guys like him are, first round pick you can get him kind of at a value you just brought up jameer gibbs and i have a trade and it's not a great offer but i have a guy in one of my leagues where i have a very very young team but it's stacked i mean i have all kinds of names like name guys rookies i it's a contracts league i went all in and i i turned it over and it's youth i only have two quarterbacks and that's hurting me because the second one is garbage and the first one is herbert it's herbert and pickett I don't have any other quarterbacks and I have like a slew of guys. You can only keep so many. And I have somebody that's just champing at the bit to get um, Walker from me, the Seattle running back. And he's offering me Gibbs and he wants a few of my players. And I just can't decide. Um, I, he doesn't have enough to offer for me to have pulled the trigger yet. But at some point, maybe I think we'll save that one for um, Mike loves to sit, uh, have us do certain <laughs> trades for the patrons. And I think that's a good one for the patrons because our patrons love the rookie running backs in this class. And I, I'm not a running back guy like by trade, but so he just, just for, for my own brain, he wants you to give <laughs> him a plus for Gibbs or he's going to give you a plus with Walker. What's going on? Uh, he wants Walker from me, and he yeah. wants um, and I think the last one he sent to me. Um, I'll, I'll just I'll get it I'll get it queued up so as soon as we start <laughs> the patron show we can talk about it. Um, and 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 here's the thing: I really want Gibbs, but he's asked he's trying to send me Sam Howell because I need quarterbacks. And so there's like a bunch of players changing teams, and I'm almost fine with all of it, except that I feel like I'm still giving him too much, and I don't even care about some of what I'm giving him. You know, Washington Commanders wide receiver who I really like, but is never going to be like wide receiver one and scoring 20 points a game um, and on and on and on. And, a you know, running back that's never going to be a running back one. I think he's just like holding that job for now. So, it, it, yeah, just hold tight because I think Mike, Mike, Mike looks like he wants to ask a question. So I need to. <laughs> I need to clear the table for him. Yeah, we'll move that to the Patreon. That's fine. I did have a question for you guys, and it it goes back to what you were just speaking. It's actually the opposite of what you guys are talking about. When you're talking about these guys that you guys paid up so much for in the beginning, and now like you'll buy them cheaper if you can, or or pay more for them right now. But we've been doing this for a long time. I've been told on this show and on other people's shows, when you have somebody, say, like Puka, where he was not drafted in the first round or whatever like that, and he explodes in week one and then in week two and blah, blah, blah. 
But then you're told by all the so-called experts in week one, oh, you know, cash in, you paid a fourth for it, get a a third for it, or whatever the bullshit talk that everybody says. And I'm sorry about saying bullshit, but I always felt like if the- I think you should be sorrier that you said everybody says it, because that's the problem right there. (laughs) Okay. Uh, You're right. I shouldn't say everyone, but- No, no, you're correct. Oh. I, I'm not. I'm. I'm more correcting everyone than you, to be honest with you. Okay. Like I think that like once everyone like starts to say something off of like what one big person says, and like that just kind of constantly flows through, and people think that like I'll tell you what I had like I, I still have a ton of Amon Ross St. Brown shares, like a shitload. Like you wouldn't believe it. You honestly wouldn't. I've traded two away. I regret both of them, <laughs> you know, and everybody was saying it like I was the dumb one. And, um, I, I, man, like, and even once like Puka hit and to like, continue to do it the way he is, like the only thing that's going to slow him down is death. <laughs> it, it's, it's for real. But, but, and, <laughs> and see, and to me, that's the thing I, I, I've always felt, at least for me, if I got a player say in the third round or whatever, and then they hit, I'm happy that I paid small for it and he hit. But it just seems like a lot of people over the years that we've been doing this for a while always tell me, oh, no, you're supposed to cash out right away. And you paid a third, get a second, and then next year. But then I'm always like, well, what am I going to do with a second? I'm going to hope that I get somebody like Puka with the second. That's small time. That's small time action. If you you draft a player with a third-round pick and he becomes something and then you move it for a second, it's so incremental. Like it almost – why don't you just wait until that third rounder becomes worth a first? I mean, it's honestly like probably too soon. Like if you're a big time trader, why would I'm sorry. That's like day trade action. Like I'm going to get a nickel more. God damn it. I'm going to get a nickel more for this guy. I mean, it just like, I mean, you want to keep him for a while and, and get like, $10 more, not a nickel. Well, and that's the thing. So my point to you two were, you guys watch all these rookies, look at all these rookies. You end up knowing in the later rounds which guys to take. I remember driving from Orlando back to Florida after dropping my kid off at school, listening to your guys' show because we had a rookie draft coming up and you guys were talking about like Xavier Hutchinson and Michael Wilson and, and these players to take in the later rounds. So you guys, you know, have the insight on that. So I just wanted to know what you thought when you get those later guys and they hit. Do you guys try to flip them or do you guys, are you happy that you got a player that you can put in your starting lineup? That That's kind of where I was going with that. So Swags and I definitely play two different ways. I, 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 I will only speak for myself. I definitely hold too long, especially when it comes to rookies, because I like being right. Okay. Um, I want to be right. I you don't want to have that I, hit. Yeah, feels yeah. Good. I, I want that feeling. This is this is supposed to be for fun. That's that for, to me is more fun than than the payout at the end. It's just being right about like the people that I drafted. So I tend to hang on to people, but but I want to give you and your and, and and kind of the the crux of your question like an actual answer, which is I think when someone like Devin Achan, Achan. <laughs> hits he is way more tempting for me to trade out on because of the undersize and swags and i talked about this on last week's show quite a bit on 
diminutive wide receivers, diminutive, even quarterbacks, right? Like you don't know how long they're going to hold out. So that stock or points in your lineup is affected by injury. And we see it with, with, with A-Chan already, right? A-Chan's already missing four weeks with his 187 pound <laughs> body. Um, I, Tank Dell has missed time, very small body. So like when one of those players hits, I think I might be more likely to look around and see what I could do because I'm already nervous about their longevity. When mm-hmm. somebody like Puka hits, that just feels like the truth. <laughs> you don't let that go. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. like how many basic truths no, are there? There's, not, there's only a handful of them. So I think when that comes along, you don't mess with it. I think that, I think that my advice is to look at every situation separately, like on your own, like – um, there's a lot of people out there that can sit here and give you an opinion on a player and just like give you like he's a sell or do this because of this like he was this draft capital but I would say like look at every situation differently like I, I know like when Tank Dell was hitting I didn't give a shit <laughs> like honestly um, that would be a complete outlier for, I don't even care about his draft capital or whether, and not that it was good, but I don't care about uh 165 five foot what wide receiver. You know, I, I don't, I don't care about him. Like that's not who I'm going to have on my team. So I'm instantly looking out. So I agree. Like Finero, I, I want out of a chain as well. I just refuse to call him by his, <laughs> yeah, you want to say a, cha- a, a chain or a chain, like you know, a train, a chain. I, I'm with you. Those, those smaller guys don't don't give you um, confidence, and it's because that archetype doesn't usually pan out. Mm-hmm. Tank Dell's size, no matter how great of a route runner he is, it's unlikely that he becomes um, a superstar. And um, a chain as well, um, being that weight, that height and weight, um, you know, probably you know, extremely good at times and, and all that. But, you know, we're, we're trying to find guys that are um, getting the, the reps, getting the carries, getting, you know, all the action in, in a one play and he can get some points, but when's that going to happen? And so it's tough to buy into those guys. And those are guys that I, I readily move to, like I said earlier, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I want guys like Addison. I want I want the perimeter receiver that can maybe become a wide receiver one, certainly on his team, but, you know, not just be relegated to the slot, maybe play all over. Like, you know, there are players that can play inside and outside and are great athletes, and they're not small, um, you know. And, um, you know, Elijah Moore comes to mind. Like, that's a guy that, you know, can play a multitude of positions. And if um, he played for a certain, you know, some team, not the Browns, like you'd be like, Maybe Hey, someday he'll it, find it. <laughs> yeah. This is the guy, you know, um, because he has, he checks all those boxes, but I, you know, you had said, you know, you liked uh, B. John Robinson and, you know, Michael, you know, you guys had said, you know, you had the, those group of players that you both, um, you know, wanted, wanted to acquire. So what, what about some of the players that haven't done anything yet at running back? Like, quickly like you know some things Kendra Miller like is it, I really liked him coming into this year um you know coming into this season I thought he wasn't even in a bad spot for a player with his and I, I think he's great but you know he he's one there are some other players that still haven't like you know that were thought of but you know in in rookie drafts but maybe haven't done anything yet like those guys so do you have some of those dark horse candidates that you're 
you know, that still haven't delivered that you're holding out hopes for like that, like Kendra Miller? I mean, I would still try to add some Roshan Johnson. I know I kind of talked a little crap earlier, but I don't yeah. think like he's been yeah. given the proper opportunity just because once his opportunity came up with Herbert being injured, then Roshan tra- started going through his own injury stuff, so he never got that opportunity. Um, so he's somebody I would still go after. I agree with you on Kendra Miller. Um, I think Fenero and I were both kind of into him. Fenero maybe even a little bit more. I I didn't think Kamara was gonna do so well when he came back, man. Like I don't know why that that was just silly of me, but um, I think Miller just needs that opportunity, and it's gonna take a new landing spot for Kamara or an injury. I think unfortunately right now, but I think Miller will be the future. Kamara's not getting any younger. Mike's favorite player no. in the world, but he's not my favorite player in the world. But he is my BFF. You know, I send that picture out when he scores. But uh... I think about that picture every time I see Kamara do well. <laughs> I'll add um, I'll add Zach Charbonnet to that list. I think he's an injury, oh yeah, he's an injury away as well. I think um, yeah. I think the That's I think Dynasty community definitely got above their skis, just like pushing um, Walker to the side like that. And I know I took advantage of uh walker's lower adp but uh but yeah zach sarbonnet seems to have all the skills to take over even like a full-time role so you know kenneth walker's already been banged up a couple times in his first two years so he gets banged up yeah yeah so there's there's definitely an excellent uh next man up opportunity with him and then if you go real deep zach evans and chris rodriguez Zach Evans is a guy that i picked in uh predictions this week swags and i was busted by uh Darrell Henderson coming back. No. <laughs> I'm a fan of him. I, I tried to get Zach Evans everywhere, and I, but, I don't know what he's going to do, but I was a big fan of his coming out. Do you remember what happened, Jeremy? The, that was that was one of the ones that you and I would end up fighting over in like all the listener leagues when we'd get to those later yeah, rounds. Trying to get him in the low <laughs> rounds, yeah. Yeah, between him and I, either he would get him or I would get him, yeah. <laughs> I think even Tank Bigsby. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't. Absolutely. I don't have all the confidence in the world that Travis Etienne survives a season, or any <laughs> right. back for that matter. But you know, yeah, running no, backs are hard. They like Tank there too. So if the opportunity mm-hmm. arose, I mean, it's all about opportunity. We talk about that on Rookie Fever all the time. Like we spend all the time throughout the off season analyzing profiles and and trying to guess. But then when they hit the field and we kind of see what's going on, um, it it is. It is so much more about how many more chances does this player get over that player. I mean, it really, it really does boil down to that sometimes. And Tank early on, wasn't it? Like maybe week two, three or whatever, he he did a he little bit a to little. shine. Yeah, yeah, that that people Probably were really though. jumping on it and stuff, mm-hmm. you know. I remember there was a lot of trade questions to us about him. You know, we, we actually have quite a few different trades here from different listeners and um, – from our Patreons as well that we were going to ask you guys about, but maybe we'll move all of that over to the Patreon show because we've been talking now for almost an hour. <laughs> do you want to oh, do you want to do one one of our um, there you, you know go, Twitter baby. Twitter followers? Yeah, absolutely, Jeremy. You got one uh, from our DMs. Why don't you tell them about it? Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, so I mean, I mean, this is this is um, I think the best one of them. Um, so and and I this this is. I'm just going to let this stand on its own. So this guy's saying this, I really need a quarterback. Okay. So he wants to send Anthony Richardson 
to receive Justin Fields and a 2024 second. He's got Deshaun Watson, Josh Dobbs. Everybody's got Josh Dobbs. Russell Wilson and Anthony Richardson. So he's he's trying to move Richardson to get something, and he's like, hey, I can get Fields and a 24 second. What do you guys think? I mean, I'm not doing that. Yeah, it doesn't really move the needle for me. You're no, I don't know why you would injured do that. quarterback for an injured quarterback, and one seems like he has a little bit of a shorter leash, maybe or yeah, that, one more volatile it? at this time. Yeah, I think there's way more risk. I think what they're doing with Anthony Richardson is is respectful for that for that that young man. I think they're they had the option to like see how things were going to go this season and tough it out or whatever. But they're like, no, fix him up, get him back next year. They they love Richardson. Yeah. Well, how long fields out? I mean, it's like three. I mean, we don't know, but you know, if I had to guess, this was his first of three weeks. He'll probably be out. But I mean, it's it's, and Richardson the whole season, so I could see why this guy's doing it. But yeah, at least one more. By the time he's back, he can make another trade. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, there was one other one here, Jeremy. From one of our listeners, they asked us. It's uh, Johnny Taylor, twenty-eight. And so I'll ask you guys. It was a 10-team league, uh, Superflex PPR, and it goes back to the discussion we had earlier with Puka. Uh, We're sitting here now at week seven. So he's uh, saying, would you take Puka, DK, and a mid-second, or an early 24 first and a mid-24 first? So you're talking two firsts next year that he believes will be an early and a mid for Puka, DK, and a mid-second. Mm, I'm probably going to keep that proven talent. It's still pretty young, and I might mess one of those picks up and get Quentin Johnston. I I don't know. I'm just not that confident that yeah. you're going to make the right choices with your picks. I, I don't even know if you can... I, justfully say early and mid i mean they might that one it might, that could easily turn from mid to late and, and i'm not even tempted even if we can say that they're the 103 and the 107 because <laughs> i feel like those two players combined puka and dk are more than two more than two first i love that you say that because i always think it's funny regardless of what week you're in 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 the season when people send Especially us six seven in yeah. yeah when people send us trade questions and everything i always think it's funny when they say a late and a mid and everything because you have no idea we still no, have really so don't. much time going on and no offense to the people asking the question because most people seem to be trained to look at things that way you know mm-hmm. and they look at what's on paper and they say oh this team's not going to be good but you have no idea idea really so essentially it's two first round picks for those two players you know and i'm guessing that finero also wanted puka and dk and the second over those two first round picks yeah yes i do yeah that's what we told them they should absolutely do yeah (laughs) i I think like every trade changes the draft picks like it changes everything every time you make a trade like it changes (laughs) some one of the team's strength it changes the schedule just a little bit and you don't know where those picks are going to land exactly. Like sometimes you're making a team better or worse. That yeah, I, I just think it's hard to tell. 
I love that you say that as well, because mm-hmm. that is something that Jeremy and I talked about the other day, actually off air, and that most mm-hmm. people don't acknowledge that, you know, especially these teams that are like at the bottom and they're trading to the top team, you know, here, mm-hmm. here's a player to, for you to win now. It makes their team worse. And, yeah. and, and people don't normally acknowledge that that's what's happening. And, and whether they know it or not, I mean, maybe we do know it and we don't want to talk about it about it or maybe you just don't realize it but especially when it's in those mid-range yeah. like say it's a middle team you're, you're actually making one side worse and one side better yeah. depending mm-hmm. on the trade so here's yep. my 112 and 312 <laughs> <laughs> but on paper they're just like i got a first and a third yeah <laughs> i got a 201 and a 401 <laughs> yeah. oh my god that is perfect and that's exactly the some of the stuff we've talked about so hey listen we love you guys i'm so happy you're here uh i know we had a big glitch at the beginning and uh we'll we'll edit it to where the itunes people don't realize it but our patreons will right jeremy because the patrons hear the unedited stuff yeah, yeah, and good. They need to see we're human too. We're not just awesome at fantasy football. Like we lose too. We make the wrong trades, and sometimes our Wi-Fi is up. <laughs> so <laughs> sometimes it's Max Headroom. Yeah, it, and it's funny too because he said Max, but then he did, didn't really. But um, so guys, thank you so much for joining us. Do you mind sticking around for a little bit, and we'll do a Patreon show? Sounds good. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, man. Thanks for joining us. Good luck this week to everybody, unless you're playing me. Tell everybody where to find you. At Dynasty Madman. Not you, Jeremy. (laughs) Them. I am Swagzilla0G on X Twitter. Wait, you call it X Twitter? That that's, that's pretty, what it is, right? Well, yeah, but yeah, it's so funny. I like it. I, I like it as X Twitter. It's X Twitter. Yep, I like it. You literally, you're the first person I've ever heard call it X Twitter. That and and it makes so, sense. No one, everybody calls it Twitter. It's never gonna stick. No, but and and then people say X and they go formally Twitter or whatever. But yeah. I like X Twitter. That's X-Twitter. awesome. Fidero? Yeah, we're on that thing. You can find me at Ardvark TV. Thanks again Art for having us, Mike. <laughs> Jeremy stepped on him. I'm so feverish that you're he here. Saying, thank you. All right, oh, listen, let's wrap it. I hey, love you guys. Man, Thanks for joining you, us. I love talking rookies with you dudes. Thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate you guys a ton, man. This was <laughs> awesome. I, just seeing you guys, like, like the moment I did see you, Jeremy. Was... <laughs> I mean, last time... <laughs> Or was it last time or two times ago where I had the technical difficulties and uh, <laughs> and it sounded like a cricket gangbang. <laughs> oh, no. my cricket oh my god! Oh my god! There he is. And there he is. Okay, hey, great. Swag. <laughs> hey, swag! Look what I found in my pocket. You gotta flip your phone sideways. Oh my god! Look at you, swag. We're leaving now. No, we're leaving now. Say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> oh, Jerry.